Dave. Top of the morning to you. Oh, I, wow, you're different. You yeah. changed. Yeah, I say things like that You've now. been in Ireland. Slancha. What? Cade Mila Falcha. I don't even know what you're saying now. I'm, I'm deep into the Irish. Uh, yes, I am just back as of last night. Um, I could fall asleep at any moment. You're doing great. Thank you so much. You emailed me at 4.30 a.m. Yes, and you're still going strong. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, How are you, Matthew? I'm good. I mean, you know, the gay life uh, in Los Angeles fell apart as while you were gone, as you know. Well, sure. Yeah. What are you doing it. about your Equinox membership? Well, I haven't quit yet, but I'm going to. Mm. I was going to anyway because it's expensive. Yes. And I don't go enough. I quit. Yeah. I'm about to. I changed my credit card, so I haven't, like, it's, oh. payment hasn't gone through in a couple months anyway, and I'm just going to, I'm going to quit on the website, and then we'll figure out what the, how to deal with the balance. If they, they, it's very easy to do in person. Yeah. I went in expecting a fight, and they just did it. Okay. Three seconds. Very good. That might be satisfying. Um, but yeah, and then I think I'm just going to, you know, Brittany runs a marathon it, and just run outside for free. You know? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Nobody, nobody gets any, nobody gets any fucking Trump dollars when you do that, right? That's right. Um, can we talk for a moment? Because we had we had uh, Scott Evans in a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know we talked Helen Hunt, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the one major work of Helen Hunt's uh, uh, career that he was not familiar with was the 1982 TV movie Desperate Lives mm-hmm. uh, about teens and drugs. Um, so I, I I did post uh, a scene from it. Which brought back a lot of memories, right? That that if it was eighty two when that came out, I was I guess eleven, and I do remember at school the the faculty saying you should watch this movie yeah. tonight, like they got a like a study guide for it or something. And so then now since then I've been looking up other clips from Desperate Lives, which I will post on our on our Twitter feed mm-hmm. at Homophilia Pod, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm stumbling against, I'm bumping on something that I think is foundational for me. Okay. Which is, I, I think, a, a critical error that the makers of Desperate Lives made. Which is, they made all the drug kids super sexy. Did you notice this? Yeah. 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 Like the guy in the chemistry lab who's getting who gets Helen Hunt to try angel dust mm-hmm. that he's cooked up in a chemistry lab. 2019 Dave Holmes would do angel dust. If that guy asked, if that guy came to me and said, I cooked up some bath salts, there's a better than average chance you're going to run out into the street and eat a policeman's face. Uh I I would, I would consider it. Yeah. For you, I'm in. Yeah. There, because there is a thing, because I am not a drug person, but like I, and it's because of this, like the, uh, the, I don't know if you saw the scene where uh, Doug McKeon and the girl who went on to be on Young and the Restless are stoned in a car and they finally kiss and then they go over a cliff. And she goes, wee. She goes, wee. This like knowing wee that I remember from 1982. And he's kind of like sleepy, sexy, sort of into it. Like, yeah, we're flying. That stuck with me. So like, I've never been the world's biggest weed guy. But when I find out that someone else is like a wake and bake stoner, I'm like, it's kind of hot. Right. And it's because of fucking desperate lives. Now she dies. He's just plagued by nightmares for the rest of his life. Wow. And poor Helen Hunt will never run again. But there, it's just an odd thing. Like I'm terrified of drugs and yet there's this weird sexy pull to them. And I think it's, ex- I think it is because of that TV movie. It's so it shaped you because it made you a not a drug person, but also attracted to drug people. I guess so. I guess so. Wow. Good job. We've learned a lot. Also uh, attracted to big, big Diana Scarwood performances. 
Oh, that's who that is. That's who that is. Yeah. She's incredible. She plays the teacher or the guidance or something principal. Yeah. Yeah. So while in Ireland, I went to the All Together Now Festival down Mm -hmm. by Waterford kind of in the South, mm-hmm. um, with friend of the show, John Butler, and John a couple Butler. dozen of his friends, all of us in our mid-40s, right? Nice. And, uh, and The National was playing, and Patti Smith was playing, and, and John Grant, and wow. we saw none of them. Um, I, I had the, the truly unique and wonderful experience of, of being at what was almost certainly everybody's last festival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was there and super into it. We got there Friday night and everyone was ready to, to fucking rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there were, you know, there were people on like MDMA and there were, you know, people doing mushrooms and whatever. I didn't um, of course not, because of desperate mean, lives right. and also because I was already jet lagged and I had no idea where I was or how to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then the next day, like in the middle of the next day, there were about six of us uh, who were like, do you want to just go? You know, it was a three-day festival in the middle yeah. of day two. It was kind of like, we've done this. Wow. Like, we saw a little bit of Nana Cherry. Saw a little Fontaine's DC. This was all good. But, like, let's let's experience a roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's be inside a building. We did, uh, we stayed at at what was sold to me as a bed and breakfast. Mm. And it delivered on both of those fronts. Don't there was a bed and there was breakfast. Yes. It was in rural Ireland. It was just a family's home. But the deal was, I think a lot of family homes around the festival grounds just turned their houses into bed and breakfasts. And the like, so I slept in the teenage girl's room. I slept in in Genevieve's bedroom. She was almost certainly sleeping in a car. What? Like out front. I think a lot of people just gave their houses and made some extra money, which God bless them. Yeah. And it was like kids, just, sorry, just slum for the weekend. Slum for the weekend. And then, uh, and then the lady of the house cooked up a full Irish which well, nearly oh, yeah, I think heart. I saw some photos of this. You might have. You might have. Yeah. Delicious. It, it yeah. A, a little bite of everything was just right. And then the family dog got a lot of black and white pudding. Oh, wow. Um it was it was a, a truly unique experience. And I got to uh, and I got to talk Coronation Street with uh, with a nice young couple from uh from Manchester. Oh wow. Yeah, it was great. It was a dream come true. Well, I'm so glad that you're back. Thank you so much. Um quick recommendation before we get to yes. our guest. Pillow Queens. They're an, uh, an all-female Irish band that I cannot stop listening to. Pillow, Pillow Queens. Queens. The song Gay Girls. I don't. Are they gay girls? I don't know. Hmm. But the song Gay Girls is one of my favorites of the year. Is this one of the bands you saw at the festival? Before they the were year? at the festival, but we didn't see them. because <laughs> like, I'm going to download them from the comfort of my home. That is exactly what I did. Um, well, guess this week is somebody that you've all been demanding yeah since we started really yeah. and we've been trying and uh finally chris kelly is here yeah truly truly a genius um if you haven't watched other people stop what you're doing watch the entire film start to finish yes um watch all of the other two um watch every episode of saturday night live mm-hmm. um the guy is just an absolute genius and a nice guy such a delight yeah enjoy chris kelly We're back with Chris Kelly. Chris. Hello. Yes. Hi. How Hi. are you? At long last. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. You, you so couldn't this believe that you had been requested to be no, on my show. God. Oh, yeah. But people cool. have requested it. Wow. A fan favorite before oh. you even walked in the door. <laughs> so it's all, I, I can only ruin it. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying okay, to tell okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How are you? You have a, you have a rare week off. Yes, I have a week off. 
I'm good. How are you spending this week? Off? Um, thinking about next week when I go back to work. Uh-huh, of course. <laughs> Great. Living um, in the moment. Living in the moment. <laughs> um, actually like, yeah, I will. I have like purposely tried to like live in the moment. That is what this week is for. So uh-huh. I've downloaded like relaxation apps, things like that. And I'm yeah. just like, Ugh, it's just so boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the it's moment's so, not that great. <laughs> I downloaded this app that was supposed to like help me sleep. It was like a, a woman's voice, but it was such a parody of a woman's meditation voice that yeah. she infuriates me. Yeah. So I Googled her to like find out what she looked like and read about her. And I was like, of course. <laughs> so the opposite of what that app should have done for me, I was up late Googling to be like, who is this? <laughs> what Truly. did you find? What does she look like? Uh, well, I don't want to like, in case she's listening, <laughs> we can believe it if we need but to. She really talked like this. And I was like, this is your, re- this is a sketch version of a meditation voice. How am I supposed to fall asleep to this? So, yeah. Uh, so what the, is the idea that she talks you through like a good part of your sleep as well? So you're, she you're does. Out. This one is you're like 30. Yeah. Now. She does like 30 minutes. That's supposed to lull you. Uh-huh. And I really started being like, okay, this voice is a little rough, but I'm going to do it. I'm uh-huh. just going to do it. Yeah. And then it starts with like, get on your back. So you're very, and I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. I want to lay on my stomach. Uh-huh. So like three or four steps, I already was like, well, I'm not going to do that. And then she was like, and breathe in on the count of four. I was like, I don't want to breathe. So then I was like, what am I in this? <laughs> I what, breathe. what am I going to want to do? So then I just Google her and <laughs> then I went to bed. Uh, so have you, do you, are you a bad sleeper in general? No, not really. It comes in waves. Like if I'm stressed, I will be a bad sleeper. Like when we're writing, if I'm trying to like figure out an episode or Uh an arc or something like that, I will take it into the bedroom with me for sure. I will like, that sounds like during sex, I will think about (laughs) it, which I guess is also true, but I will find myself trying to solve a story issue. But have you guys ever had this, but I'll be dreaming it. And so I'll be solving a problem that actually isn't real because it's dream logic. Yeah. So I'll be like, well, how does Carrie even get on the mountain? And then I'll kind of wake up and be like, Carrie doesn't go to a mountain in this episode. You are solving a fake problem. <laughs> yeah. You are awake now. Don't go to sleep and try to figure out how to get him to the top of a mountain because that isn't what the show is. Uh-huh. And then I'll be like, no, I think he is supposed to try to get to this mountain. So I'll, like, I'll just be like half asleep, half awake, and uh-huh. I'll never make progress. Yeah. <laughs> are you Are you on any of the... Um, Medications? Medications. <laughs> no, the, um, uh, like, CoStar or the Pattern or any of the uh, astronomy. No. Astrology. No, no, no. Astronomy and astrology are different things. I'm not. Um, they're great. They're both great. I like the Pattern better. Wait, how, so what do you like about it? Um, it knows, like, what's your rising and where your transitions mm-hmm. are. It's like, a like Heidi, Heidi Rose. Rose. But we got an astrologer for you. Well, yeah. Because I am not into it, but not in a way where I... I don't dislike it. I just don't pay attention to it. Uh-huh. Do you find it interesting or does it help you? Like, what do you get out of it? Does it help? Um, I find that it's right on the money. Whoa. Yeah. It's kind of strange. And it's not, it's not like horoscopes where it's so broad that you always feel like it is yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. you. Like yeah, it's yeah. real specific thing. If you know, like the time of your birth, yeah. then it, everything else, it like fills all the shit. So yeah. is it just cool to be like, well, it's that's kind of just right? Cool. Or does it yeah. help you recognize things about yourself? A little both. Or, oh, interesting. A little both. Yeah. I, I recommend it. it. All right. I'm going to do it. Just while we're on apps. <laughs> I strongly recommend Heidi Rose Robbins. Especially Heidi now that Rose you live here, you have to go to her. Wow. She's uh, an astrologer to the stars mm-hmm. and to the people. I but, went, I, wait, I'm going to write her name down before I leave. She... And what I like about it, I, I'm not 
into it either in terms of like the science of it or do I think it's yeah. real or not real. I just love her. Yeah. And it's cool to have somebody reflect back to you. It's like a therapy session, but like with this grand poetic interpretation yeah. of what's happening because she's, you know, talking about how this relates to where Mars and where uh. the planets are and stuff and where the moon is. It's all about the moon. Sure. I guess in I think I would general. like that. That's cool. Yeah. I learned she, there's a term called the 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 moon is void of course, but that means it's void of its course. Oh. I don't understand what any of this means, <laughs> but I'd heard it from her so many times, and it sounds like she's saying the moon is void. Of course, that's what like, I thought you were saying. Like, of course, classic moon, classic moon, <laughs> always voiding. <laughs> Just when you think it's not void, yeah. it's yeah. void. Um, this what? is not the same, but we went a group of friends. My boyfriend is from New Orleans, and so him and I and a bunch of our friends went to New Orleans last year and we got readings done. Two of us, mm -hmm. everybody else was scared. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so underwhelming because it was so, so my friend Jen went in and got a reading that she like walked out and she was like, this felt like me. And it was so interesting. And she knew things about me that I, I that were true. And my, one of the things in my reading was sometime in the near future, you are going to take a flight and it will be delayed a lot. <laughs> It's, I don't, she was like, I don't know if it's the next flight, but it's either the next one or the one after will be delayed. And I was like, you gotta give me more than that. That was the biggest <laughs> takeaway. It was so minute and small and boring. Was this, what's the, there's a square where there's a bunch of psychics, right? Yeah. It was just one of those little like hole in a wall, in the wall places. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, I don't think this was like the one to go to. Or oh <laughs> yeah. She wasn't the Heidi. Well, it doesn't sound like it. She was not. But yeah, no, there, very there's different. off the French quarter. There is an area where a lot of, yes, where there's yeah. a bunch of them. I, I went down with some friends, my friend, uh, Irene, um, like a, a lot of the people went to psychics. Hers uh -huh. was Michael, the realistic mystic. Mm, okay. okay. Um, and he told her, um, Irene is very proper. She plays uh -huh. uh, Carol on Superstore. She's oh, sure. very, you okay. know, like, uh, and, and he said, you got to get your slut clothes out of the closet. <laughs> you got to engage with that part of yourself or the devil's going to fuck you in the ass with no lube. <laughs> that is what he You've got to get your slut clothes Got to get your slut clothes out of the closet. And uh, and it was a long, like she, he was talking to her for, for sure the longest time, like everyone else was finished. Yeah. And she was just kind of sitting there, like just nodding. And then she got up and walked away and she said, I need to get more money for him because I only had $40 and he doesn't think that's enough. So I was walking with her to the ATM and she told me everything that he said. And I was like, I mean, we're not turning around. Like we're, we, we're gone now. We're, he doesn't get to tell you that. And then you bring him more money. We're not going back to Michael, the realistic mystic. But did that affect her? Did she? She got a story out of it. But did she think maybe I do need to? Like, I don't think so. Okay. No, no, I don't yeah. think so. Did you have a? Flight no, that I was didn't delayed? have a flight that was delayed. I you didn't. They've been right on I've time. I've been huh? on six or seven, maybe not to Brett, maybe over ten. <laughs> Whoa! And I don't think any of them were delayed. So the one dumb piece of information I got was not even true. Not even true. And it's the thing you could guess and probably like you know it's such an easy thing for me yeah. to be like you know what she did say that would happen. Yeah. And it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. Yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yet. Maybe it's so not coming. You got a week off. What are you are you watching anything? Is there anything you've been wanting to watch that you're catching up on or movies or Well, you know I'm watching Love Island. Of course. Oh god. US or UK? Oh, not US. Of course I, not. I'm not watching US. Did you try US? I did. But Cashel. 
Cashel was a handsome boy. Which one's Cashel? Oh, yes, boy. yes, he is a yeah. handsome boy. Oh, yeah, I watched one episode of the U.S. version and then was like, I could just go to Cashel's Instagram and call it a day. <laughs> so then I did that, and then I went back to the U.K. <laughs> like, why yeah, am I watching them, like... i see a picture of Cashel. Um, Cashel's he, very handsome. He's very handsome. Um, kind of a tool, but very handsome. I thought about, I was like, should I even be talking about Love Island on this? Because I'm worried that it will give the wrong impression years from now. But it really is a snapshot of what's happening in my life. Sure. It's a snapshot of what's happening we, in a lot of people's it? lives. Do you watch it? You not. watch it. Oh, wow. I do. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit behind in the UK. I'm behind because I've done it weird. I watched oh. season three oh. and then four, and now I'm in the middle of two. Oh, so you're not even watching the current season. No. It just ended. The current season's good, right? It just ended last night. Did you like I know the photo who that you saw? I did. I've, yeah, I'm, I've... I'm very upset by people who look like that. I yeah. mean, yes, I liked it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah, you like the cute. experience of seeing the photo? I, I did not like it, actually. I feel <laughs> You liked very the bad. photo, but you didn't like experiencing looking at right. it. <laughs> I'm, I feel worse than I did before seeing the photo. Okay. All right. But also, I want to look again. And it's. I love it. Have, so wait, what seasons have you watched? Four. Okay. And five. My favorite is three, by far. Why? They're nice. Oh. <laughs> it's so weird because it's not what I need out of the show. Like, the housewives I love to watch them fucking fight and just throw, you know, just be the rudest people alive. I really liked Love Island season three, which was my end to the show, because okay. it was just most of the people were lovely. And a lot of the men were very kind with each other in particular, were like two straight men in particular. I mean, there's only straight men on the show, but... uh are become such such close friends that they sit around talking about how much they love each other and how they're glad that they found girls in this mm. villa. But at the end of the day, that the fact that they found each other was like almost bigger. And I'm like, this is beautiful. <laughs> so is I nice. watch it for the male friendships as much as I watch it for the love. Wow. And in other seasons, they're not as nice. The people aren't as nice. They're a little like meaner. Uh-huh. They're a little more, more like what, you, what you'd think happens. Right. But in season three, there's a couple couples that are like lovely people to each other there's there's a uh, there are two boys who just keep kissing each other in five in right? five yeah yeah little smooches i mean nothing nothing major mm. just yeah. like they're they're just really into each they other really like they really like each other on, yeah. the, on the lips it's very wow. sweet is there a, is, are these all dum-dums i mean i'm just guessing yeah yeah i don't know I don't know either. Uh, there's a Mora in this season, an Irish girl, Mora. Okay. Who's foul-mouthed, and, and she's got her eye on Tommy, and she won't stop trying to kiss him. <laughs> oh. Uh, and that's hilarious. Yeah, um, so I guess that is that your, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, you're always trying to find, like, oh, this one's actually – this one's actually really good and smart right. and normal. And then, mm -hmm. no, then you remember they're still on the show. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, right. no. Uh, so, yeah, so you've not engaged with the, the current season. I have not engaged with the current season. Okay. Because I've asked my friend Genevieve, who got me into the show, what seasons are the best. Yeah. And my boyfriend likes watching it. So when he's busy, like this week he's working and I'm not. So out of respect for him, I am watching a lesser season without him. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Thank you. That's the math that you have to do. <laughs> Truly. I was like, well, I'll suffer through two. Yeah. Because I know you want to see five. So are also, you watching every single one? Because it's <laughs> yeah, but it like, ends up being like 120 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I know. That's why I wasn't sure how much I wanted to talk about it. But I am watching them all. But like I watch it like um in the background sometimes it's, too. it's sometimes it's active sometimes it's passive yeah but yeah i would you know so many of them are dead too because you know what? a couple, well, a couple of them a are couple. dead 
But I mean, that is so a lot many, for but like I, I've watched two seasons back to back where like a full main person has been dead. Yeah. So that's been rough. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't want to Google to find out like who won, you know, and then it turned into not wanting to Google to know who was dead. Yeah. It was sad. Ooh. It's kind of a bummer. It is. It, it is. really colors it. My boyfriend doesn't like it because when we watch it, I'm like, every time there's a scene, I knee jerk. I'm like, well, they're dead. <laughs> He's like, don't <laughs> say that every t- like anytime they're like having sex or making out or anything. I'm like, well. That's that, a dead person. That's, that body doesn't exist anymore. He's like, why? why? Let, let's go into separate rooms. Yeah. But I'm not even trying to make a joke out of it. I just, it's all I think. I'm like, sure. this body is no longer with us. It's dust. Sure. But <laughs> right now it's so worried about what Jonathan thinks, you know? Yeah. That's all I can think about with old movies. <laughs> truly, or anything longer truly. than 10 years ago with a dog. Truly. And I was like, man, that dog's dead. Truly. <sighs> Truly. Are you... Should we end it here? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay. Very quickly, would you fill us in one of my... Uh, this, I think, was the night I met you, maybe? Oh, or or one, of the, one of the first few. You did uh, Rob Delaney's and my show and did a presentation on a something you saw on Xtube. Oh, no, yeah. Would I know. Would you like to just quickly sure. fill us in on that? That is a good example of something that I... I guess I've stopped doing it only in that, like, because I'm doing other things now. But mm-hmm. I've thought back on it and wondered if it's like a bummer to have done. No. Like, with hindsight, I can't tell. I no. I have felt very bad and guilty about this boy. No. I guess as an adult. But basically, I um, came across a video on XTube or something. Like, this is probably like 10 years ago. Um, I guess there was a guy who had like an amateur guy who had uploaded a bunch of like solo porns to XTube mm-hmm. and then died. And I came across a video called, I think, R.I.P. Josh or something. And I thought it was like Rip Josh. Like Josh is ripped. But like just they were like typing it quick. Like got to get it up. <laughs> and so I was like, Josh Rip sounds good to me. And then it was R.I.P. Josh. And it was basically Josh's fans that watched his amateur videos. Yeah. One of them made like a montage video of him oh set to like this is wrong, but set to like, I will remember you or like, I want to hold your hand was one of the songs. And it was a bunch of his amateur jack off videos slowed down, put into black and white to that music. And then the guy who made it edited in close up shots of his own mouth, lip syncing to the music. So it would be Josh like jacking off in slow motion. And then a shot of this man's mouth singing. And (laughs) I remember there was one, one time Josh, back when he was alive was jacking uh-huh. off in front of a clock and this guy who made the video digitally pushes in past his dick up to the clock to show that like you know time oh you know God. takes us all yeah <laughs> and the comments were just like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen <laughs> somebody was like you know as a, somebody i remember somebody commented you know as a doctor myself i've seen all too many young people pass away <laughs> like what is this and like every comment is so on board with how beautiful it is oh, and then like wow. the 20th comment is like is this fucked up <laughs> and so i would do a show where i would show it and then i just felt so bad because i'm like this is a human being yeah but uh, I, mean, well, I mean you were doing more for him than it that. was, yes. was. Yeah. and like if <laughs> you know if somebody made that about you you would want a room full of people to watch it <laughs> And well, enjoy it. When someone right? makes one about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I If you predecease me, I will. Yeah. Oh, thank Rip Chris. Thank That's you. a problem. Chris is ripped. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what happened to Josh? I don't – oh, uh, I don't remember. I want to say cancer because probably. Yeah. But I my rem- memory is cancer, but – because at the end, there is a like um, a title card at the end that's like, you know, one in so many people die mm. of this. Please go and donate. I mean, it's very like – 
it's got it all. <laughs> it's got it all. Oh my god! Yeah. Go, go to this change.org petition. True, it's oh, <laughs> like Taylor Swift. Did you did you watch and enjoy the Taylor Swift? You need to calm down video, or did that pass you? But were you too busy? It kind of passed everyone by, right? It did. I think we all watched it, and then we're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there you go." Okay, good. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Either. <laughs> Great. We've well, given her more time than she deserves, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Wait, we should. You had a question that I no. You had a question that I that I. Um, interrupted. I don't remember. With cancer jackoffs. <laughs> I think I just want to know how Josh died and we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk music quickly? Are you, what, yeah. what are you listening to now that you love? I'm looking for suggestions, honestly. I'm never going to be that person that is good at, like, wow, you got can be to that check person. out this art. No, I never know. I'm never the first person to know an artist. <laughs> this day and age, we don't know that. I'm listening to just all the people that you listen to. I watched the Lizzo Tiny Desk concert yesterday okay. and I thought that was great. Haven't seen it. She's great. She's Mostly fine. just that on loop, but I will just like find like seven songs I like at the moment and just listen to them over and over again until I hate them. Uh-huh. Like I'm never discovering, how dare I say this to you? I'm not good at like knowing new music. So I you, know. You need to tell I, me stuff. Is, I'm okay. in the, I'm a constant disappointment to him, but it's not, yeah, it's not true. It's I'm not true. good at like TV and mood. Like I watch and consume and like, I'll be the annoying person to be like, you haven't heard of this miniseries. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll, I'll never introduce someone to a movie or to a song. Okay. What's Never the latest was. miniseries or thing that you knew about? No one I else guess did. Love Island. Your <laughs> <laughs> work here is done. You've been. I really it. have nothing else to say. No, um, I don't know. What am I? What else? Oh, am what's I the last movie you saw? In the last movie I the saw. Theaters. Um, I just saw it. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How was that? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Did you guys see it? Nope. No. I liked it. Well. I- did, what did you make of all of the uh, all the Tarantino ness of it? How so? Just just that the like not letting her talk. Yeah, and it just the I, I don't know. Like I just reread stuff about Uma uh-huh. Thurman, oh, and, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff has has I think soured the experience yeah. for some people. But I also really want to see it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember enough of what what that was, but I I liked the movie overall. I don't know. I think I'm what it was that he she said that he was terrible to work with or he was abusive or something like choked her really that in her face why the fuck did you guys let me watch this movie that's what I I wanted to go see it and my boyfriend like brought the article I was like I know he was he yelled at her on set or something wait I think I remember this I'm this is not me excusing it but he was like choking her like while it was rolling to make her I, face I look think like it, it was, was being I think it actually is something that's happening in the movie, yeah. but instead of having the actor do it, he did he it. Stepped yes, in and yes, did yes, it for yes. Him. And they were supposed to use fake spit, and he was like, No, no, I got this. And he Whoa, spat on her. And didn't he also have great, her do a stunt but, that she shouldn't have been doing in a car? Oh, yes, and that too. Yeah. God. But having said all that, I do want to see the movie. <laughs> but it, but and it's okay to want to see that, right? I'm not going to give you permission, <laughs> recorded permission. I'm look. I want you to. <laughs> I mean, I will say I didn't want to go see the movie. Somebody forced me and yeah. made me watch it. So in case I wasn't supposed to have seen it, it was against my will. Great, but I I'm liked it. <laughs> anti this whole ninth film, you know, eighth film self uh, mythologizing nonsense. Yeah. Just like I'm making ten films, and this is his ninth this out of ten. Ninth. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, just nobody's counting. Make the movie. Well, people are counting, but he shouldn't be one of them. Yeah, I don't. It just seems weird, and it's like a big part of. It's on the posters. It's apparently in yeah, the movie. it is. Yeah, yeah. I even saw things at like the premiere where it was just like a huge banner that's like the ninth film. Mm-hmm. So after ten, he'll just like 
be in a Pope car and just Return drive around the, the world and just wait. Yeah. Be like, I've done 10. Oh my God. This is what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> in the other two. Okay. Which I love so much. Oh, thanks for watching. Um, Justin Thoreau, his apartment. Oh my God. Yeah. What is the origin story of that idea? What's your relationship to Justin Thoreau? What's me and, and Justin's wife? relationship? Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> all of it. Oh, okay. I know. I see where we're going. Um, um, my relationship is now, um, so close, so loving. No, so, uh, we, we just wrote it and then he had nothing to do with it. We, um, wanted, so when Chase dreams, this little kid moves to New York to work on his album, him and his mom, Molly Shannon move into like a celebrity home. And we just kind of thought it would be funny. We were like, mm-hmm. what is the worst place a little kid could live? Like someplace masculine and like sexual. We pictured Justin Thoreau's house having like daggers on the wall which it doesn't in our show or like yeah a church or like a bathroom that has a motorcycle for a toilet just things that are masculine and cold Mm -hmm. and not midwestern at all um and so we came up with justin thoreau because it felt like we all could kind of picture where he might live Mm -hmm. and then we also liked that he didn't feel like an overly done celebrity that's been parodied Mm -hmm. so we just I don't know. It just like was funny to us to brainstorm ideas for his house. The and reveal then, of all the black boots. So many black is boots. The funny, <laughs> is I could not have laughed harder. Oh no, we shot that twice too on accident. It, they were so mad at us because we <laughs> asked for a bunch of like boots for like boots for him for his yeah. boot closet, and uh, through no fault of their own, we weren't clear. We were just like Justin Thoreau was in our head, so we knew what we wanted and didn't say it. Yeah. They got like cowboy boots, like brown cowboy oh. boots, uh-huh. and in our minds we were like, oh no, they're like little black Sandro <laughs> fashion yeah. boots. Yeah. And they were like, well, you didn't tell us that. And we were like, we know we are in the wrong. So we had to shoot it all again and like get 300 new black boots. Oh my God. <laughs> such a stupid thing. Everyone was so mad. It's so important though. It's Thank such you. a great detail. It's so, it's such a perfect It moment. made us laugh. Thanks. But we, we didn't know him. And, um, then Ken Marino, who's in the show is friends with him in real life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he'll get a kick out of this. Cause Justin is a writer and a comedy mm-hmm. guy too. So he reached out to us after it came out and just said that he liked it and invited us over to his house to watch an episode. And we were all out of town and couldn't go. Was he still married when he invited you over? No, wait, when, wait, when did they, they broke up so long ago, right? No, I think it was like three months ago. No, no, it was like this year. Oh they, wait, wait they no, broke, yeah, yeah. This, they he, broke. He were already divorced. They broke time. up at the beginning of our writing period because oh. we in, in the fir- oh yeah in the first draft oh. of our script we had a joke where like there was a Jen had a room that was like all white and gauzy and <laughs> mm-hmm. like perfect and pristine, but then the rest of the house was his. And then they broke up and we we're like, great, we can cut that extra room, <laughs> oh, <laughs> save for production. <laughs> But yeah, we were all out of town and so none of us could go. And we were like, what a, should we all just get on a plane right now? But that would look too thirsty to be like, we actually are available. <laughs> Can <laughs> you do the art and we'll watch it at midnight? Yeah. Pretend that, you <laughs> pretend that you're in town. Across the country to- <laughs> we all show up to his house with like luggage. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we hide in the bushes out front, <laughs> just casually watch with him. So this uh, week on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter, uh, Justin Thoreau, um, um, celebrated the life of his dog. I did see that. His and, uh, and I guess <laughs> Jennifer's yeah. uh, dog. Yeah. Uh, I think the two of them, I, I feel like both of their hands were on. The, there are questions of are those her hands or those someone else's hands. I don't think they look like her hands. Well, I mean, if you, don't, if, if you don't think they are, then they're not, then right? They're not. I, I, I hope they're not her hands. Let's just say that. Why? Based on how they, how they look looked in the photo. 
Mm. Oh no! What was wrong with them? I'll pull it up, <laughs> and so I can say out loud what's wrong with them. <laughs> well, it's just, no, I just think it doesn't. <laughs> so, I can't. I can't bring myself to say it. <laughs> so we are. I mean, I. I don't know if you experienced this the way that I did on on Twitter, but so he he posted a picture of Dolly the dog. Yeah, who's no more. Uh, beautiful white dog who looks as though she is sleeping. Mm-hmm. But then as the story continues, yeah, you you realize you are looking at a dead dog. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. He didn't just post a mm-hmm. sweet picture of her. It's similar a nap. to similar to my experience watching Love Island season two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Death is everywhere. <laughs> you think it's alive, and then you're like, wait. Yeah, that just seemed a little too intimate. Yeah, you know, and I'm all for celebrating. Saging dog. her body. Yeah. <clears throat> Jen Oof. is saging her body. I think. I, I, I hope it's not her, but mm-hmm. it's probably her. No. R.I.P. Dolly. Rip Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Ah. Uh, that's sad. Um, okay, take no, a break? let's take a break. <laughs> Contemplate mortality and we'll be back. <laughs> and we are back. Oh, yeah. That was quick. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Chris? Barely a moment to catch your breath. <laughs> How long have you and your boyfriend been together? Um... Almost eight years. A long time, yeah. That is a long time. Yeah. How'd you meet? We met on OK Cupid. Yeah. Remember that? Of course. (laughs) What was your OK Cupid profile like? Oh, oh God. I don't even know. Um, Probably bad and dumb. It was so long ago. It feels so lame to say that we made an, met on OkCupid. I'm hoping that in 10 years or maybe 20 years, it will be so nostalgic and cute. It mm-hmm. almost is that now, kind yeah, of, right? Yeah. It feels so gentle. Yeah. It feels like you're talking to a little baby once you find out that I met <laughs> yeah. on OkCupid. It's, it's sweet. It's, it's a it's wholesome place comical, to meet. yeah. For a while, we said a museum. <laughs> For a while, we were like, should we commit to a, a lie? Should we change this because it's stupid? And then... I think I said OkCupid too many times that when he said museum, someone was like, well, no, Chris said OkCupid. I forgot who I told oh, what sure. to, so now <laughs> I also like cats out of the bag. A museum. Yeah, it's either OkCupid or museum. Which one? The, the museum. museum. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first date? If you say museum, then people are like, oh, so you met on OkCupid? <laughs> what was the first date? Yeah. Well, the, the first date was very unromantic, I guess. Unless I spin it well. Well, we... So right before I got SNL, I moved to LA. I had lived in New York for maybe six or seven years and I had applied to SNL before a couple times and I hadn't gotten it. So I was like, I came to New York to try to be on SNL. That was my one goal. I didn't do it. That's okay. That's, that's mostly what happened. So then I moved to LA and I was there for three months and I was like, well, I live in LA. I should just date a bunch. I had been in a relationship for like five years. So I was like, I haven't ever just been single and dated. So I went on OkCupid, which was the grinder of its time. Just kidding. It was never, (laughs) (laughs) it was never cool, but I think it was, no, it was never cool. Um, but I just like treated it like business appointments. I did, I had so many dates that they all like ran together and they, it was just very like, I was trying to hire a boyfriend or something. You're rolling calls. Yeah. yeah, It was so just like matter of fact where Mm -hmm. I was like, they, I became numb to it. Everyone was so nice, but no one stood out and I'm sure I didn't stand out to anybody. Um, and then I got SNL. I was only here for the summer. So then when I got SNL and moved back to New York, I was like, I got to delete this because I don't live in LA anymore and I'm not, I don't have time to date. But I saw one hottie that I thought was really cute. And so I was like, I'll just message him. And if this works out with him, then I'll date him. And if not, this is my last one. And it was my boyfriend. So then 
he had just started out a, a work too in New York at the same time I started SNL. So I kept blowing him off for weeks. We kept like, um, we were going to go on a date and then I, I work on Saturdays and then on Sunday I would be kind of like hungover and disgusting. And then on Tuesdays I, I, we had writing a night on Thursday. I was so stressed out by like how terribly I had done that I couldn't mm-hmm. like, I was like, I don't think I'll be able to like talk to someone. I'll be so stressed. I, so we kept bailing on each other. And then after like a month of bailing, I was like, well, have a good life. I'm so sorry. I can't bail on you yet again. He's like, you can come over right now if you want. I'm just like ordered Thai food and I'm watching top chef. And I was like, it's kind of a weird thing to like meet a stranger in their home. Yeah. And we didn't go on a date. So I just went to his house at like midnight and we watched top chef on DVR and then ate Thai food and then hung out. And that was it. I don't know that we didn't do anything special. We just like ate Thai food at his house. But in a weird way, I think then we became very, um, like, uh, comfortable with each other pretty quickly. Cause that was such a, like a simple thing that we got comfortable around each other very fast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was no, there was no like fancy, sweet, romantic first date (laughs) that, but that is really, I guess it was nice. Cause I, my brain was so crazed starting at SNL. I was just a monster of a person. I was so stressed and anxious, but he had just started a really high pressure job too. So it was nice that we were on the same page. We were both equally not present when we were together. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was wow. fine. Yeah. What does he do? <laughs> He's a lawyer. Uh-huh. So his is like real stress. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, so you stayed together through your whole run at SNL. Yeah. So you, yeah. How, how often were you able to see each other? It worked out. I mean, we enough. I mean, the SNL schedule is crazy. I think to start dating someone, that's a pretty rough thing to do. But then once you get over the hump, I mean, you work 21 weeks a year, but then what, 31 weeks you're fully off. So it wasn't, you make up, it wasn't too bad. And he's a lawyer. So he has crazy hours too. So sometimes he'd work till two in the morning and then he'd feel bad. So it, it it kind of worked out. Yeah. And then you (laughs) moved out here together. We did. We did. He did. Did he keep the job? Did he just try for something new out here? You know, he works at the same firm. They have they have one in LA and New York. Uh-huh. But I kind of fucked him over because he moved here for me because I was like, when SNL's done, I will probably, you know, most of the work's out here. I should probably live out here eventually. So if you don't want to, I understand. But early on in the relationship, I was like, if this is going to be a thing, I will probably move to LA. And so he was like, sure. So he took the bar and passed it. And like, we got an apartment in LA and I quit. SNL. And then Lauren Michaels was like, you and Sarah will be head writers next year. And I was like, oh, fuck. So then I moved back to New York without him. And he was like, I already took the bar and we have an apartment and I'm only here because of you. So he lived in LA by himself for a year while I went back to SNL. So we've had a couple like little weird, stressful, like long distance things. But yeah. Do you think that was on purpose? Do you think he was just trying to fuck with you? Lauren? Yes. I know Um, you stole your boss and stuff, but... (laughs) I don't know if he was trying to fuck with me, but he, I mean, I don't even think in that moment, but probably near constantly he's trying to fuck with me. I know. I I mean, I think he, I guess it never occurred to me that I would be head writer. So I was like, great. I've been there for five years. Let's think that's about all that's going to happen. I don't know if he was trying to fuck with me. I mean, he's trying to keep me. So I don't know. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) Um, So you've been back for two years you said two years yeah so now two years living together full time we lived together in new york we lived together for like six years oh wow yeah you just got right to it you got right to it so is everyone asking you when you're getting married mm, nah. should i don't I know ask you when you're should i don't know are we are you married no are you married Mm-mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I care. Not in a rude way towards him, but neither of us, neither of us are insecure in our relationship so that when we each say to each other, we don't care about marriage, no one's like, but why? Uh Um, It just doesn't like come up. It doesn't like mean anything to me, which is, I guess, rude, but, but you know. I think we were raised to think of it in the abstract. Yeah. Like as yeah. a right to yeah. eventually have. And then it arrived and it was like, oh shit. I don't know. I yeah. I never stopped for a minute to think about it if I wanted. Right. Yeah. And when you get into trouble is when one person doesn't really care and the other other person interprets that as like you don't uh-huh. want to hitch your wagon to yeah, me. Yeah. You want to remain free. And that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I th- I thought that I didn't really care about having a wedding. But then I thought when I told him that and he said me either, that I thought I would then be like, well, why don't you want to? Yeah. But I didn't. I was like, great. It was a nice pressure reliever. Yeah. My friend, my best friend, Sarah, got married last summer. And it was weird because I don't really care about weddings or marriage that much. But then I think when you go to other people's weddings, they assume that you hate their marriage or their wedding or that you don't. But I'm like, I love other people's weddings. I, I like it. I think they're fun and I support it. I think I just never... Like, I didn't grow up thinking that I would have one, so it didn't, like, mean anything to me. You know, sometimes little girls would be like, I always knew, like, my wedding dress. Like, it didn't – I never thought that I would get married, and so I didn't ever, like, hope for it. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Same. Yeah. In fact, I think it's weird when people grow up knowing what their wedding dress Mm -hmm. is going to be. Yeah. It's odd. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy for it. I mean, I've always known. Yeah. 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 I still don't. (laughs) Um, What about kids? I don't know. (laughs) We'll occasionally bring it up. Or I'll occasionally bring it up, but for no reason, because I don't know if I want them or not. So yeah. do you guys in what context kids? are you bringing it up? Um, just if I have like a minute or two where I'm not thinking about something and I'm like, what can I pick at? <laughs> <laughs> just to like start a conversation and see like what would happen com- coming from it. But it's, I don't know. Or, or sometimes I'll bring up kids in the worst possible reason to bring up kids, which is like, I'm really stressed at work. Maybe I should just quit my job and just be someone who raises kids, which is only just because I'm stressed at work. It's not because I want to bring like life into this world and like help a child learn and grow. (laughs) Or I'll be like, um, what is this mole? I wonder if I have cancer. Maybe we should get married and have a kid real quick. Like (laughs) it's only for selfish reasons. It's never just the joy of like having a family. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Just to be like, what What do you think? I don't know if I want to or not, but do you, like, if you had a strong, I want him to have a strong opinion because then I'd follow it and uh-huh. he doesn't either. Mm. So we both just kind of dance around it for like 10 minutes and then we move on to something else. Yeah. That's an answer. Huh? Is he older? No, we're the same age. I just assume he's, because the lawyers sound like grownups to me. <laughs> You're so instantly just picturing like a 48 year yeah. old, like man with yeah. like. <laughs> distinguished. I yeah, mean, distinguished. Be, yeah. But I'm like, oh, he's, that's a grownup. <laughs> that I think like three years into dating him, he came home one day with like a lawyer, like file folder, like, like exactly what you picture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you really, that, that is what you carry? Like a briefcase with like the little accordion folder? He's like, yeah, it's where I keep my paperwork. And I was like, like a real lawyer. <laughs> And he's like, I am a lawyer. And I was like, I know, but you're, you're doing, you have all the little things. It's like all the little things. And I was like, yeah, they're like a lawyer does. Right. Anyway. Yeah. But like, would you do like a punky Brewster thing? That's wait, what's that? Like, you know, an older, harder to place kid later in life. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You know. My ideal, which I think sometimes people think is a joke, but I really don't know what the downside is. My ideal would be to have a child with another couple. Mm, but what yeah. is the downside? Why isn't that a thing that happens? I think it is kind of a thing it that is? happens. Yeah. 
Um, or it's a thing where like a couple will have a kid and then there are other people who are very involved. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like super close gay aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. who kind of share some of the, yeah. you know, not custody, but like, you know. Well, I know that where if it's like uh, a couple has a baby, then the the male was a sperm donor and then they're like Uncle John mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. I want like a true, like this kid has four parents huh. and yeah. I'm in charge of it and every other four, month. It, yeah. You have a full like quarter of the responsibility. Yeah. Like I have it January, March, you know, May or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we like truly just split it up. Cause I like the idea of having a kid, but like but not every always. day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want kids? <laughs> not every day. <laughs> I don't want babies. I know I don't want a you baby. You do want to punky Brewster. Ed. I do. Yeah. You do want. Yeah. Yeah. Have you you, want, you mean, want to adopt like a 17 and a half year old. <laughs> have you seen the video of the, uh, the blind woman with autism singing part of your world? I no. saw that you posted. I have not watched, but I know what yeah. you are talking about. It's this woman named Lavender, and she's uh, and she is blind, and she has autism, and she has this beautiful voice. It's kind of like a, uh-huh. it's like a new Susan Boyle kind uh-huh. of a thing. And she <laughs> and she did an, an appearance at some like Pride festival somewhere. And so anyway, so Good Morning America did a did a piece on it. Uh-huh. She's now like twenty five, and she has two gay dads, and they adopted her when she was nineteen. I don't exactly know how that works. Nineteen. Nineteen. But that's kind of ideal. That's yeah. kind of what I want. You know, I want to, I want to, and one of them was her voice coach and they just formed a bond and she asked if he would adopt her. Wait, but what really, yes. what really is that for real? What is adopting a 19 year old? I don't, I truly don't know because it's at that like point. It's like a roommate you, that you're helping, right? Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, um, now I'm like, I feel like people adopted me a couple times when I was 19, Yeah, I was like, I guess we all yeah. have children or. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm not really sure, but that, that sounds great to me. <laughs> Several people describe you as their child for sure. that you don't know. <laughs> They're like, it's, well, there are four of us that, yeah. you know, co-parent. <laughs> I feel like you don't just want an older, you specifically want lavender. I might just want lavender. Yeah. I'm not in any way prepared to take care of lavender. Right. But by the same token, she's 25. So yeah. what's to do? Um, I th- I do think an older kid eventually, but I am in no way ready even for that. Yeah, me yeah. Me I either. don't want them either, but I do relate. And sometimes, if I'm, if like I, if there's like a professional disappointment or something, yeah. I'm like, well, I should, I'm, I should quit everything. I should yeah. fully just have a yeah. kid because I have no other purpose on this earth. Again, not because I totally w- want one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many kids are born for that reason. All of them. <laughs> yeah, I think most of them, right? Think, yeah, so many of them. Yeah, I think a good chunk. Yeah, but it is so funny if I'm ever struggling to write something. Because this has happened like within this month. This is what the last conversation we had about having kids was because of this. I was struggling to write this season. And I was like, so what? Like one more season of TV? I should just, that like will come and go. I should have a child. That way he can pass down. I'm like, whatever. It's, <laughs> I think I'm, I only want kids so that like in 20 years, I can be like sitting around a Christmas tree and like have kids who are adults who are funny mm-hmm. and then i can be like he gets it for me like what yes. am I, what yes. is it i'm that's I'm, I'm doing it for the like movie scene that i want to have one day uh-huh. are, did you watch years and years or i'm are watching, you watching it right now how far in three i watched okay. the first three i've only seen the first two okay you're in for a real ride yeah next one it's wow for you. it's gonna I'm, ruin your life 
But I was just bring it up because I watch Gran, the grandmother in this show, uh-huh. and with all of these adults and young adults, everybody, and she's kind of the center of their yeah. universe, and she, they're all, you know, taking care of her, and yeah. that appeals to me. Okay. Yeah, that does appeal to me. Yeah. Being a English Being grandmother. A English grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I okay. Let's let's go back to your youth. Oh my god! What was, what was your first like? Who was your first crush? Who was my first crush? Yeah. Mm. We'll take real life. We'll take famous. We'll take whatever you're prepared to give. My first crush. Well, the first one that popped into my head, which is bizarre because I've never thought of him ever, was my fifth grade teacher, oh. Mr. Stahl. Now, why is that? I think he was just like a man and yeah. I, and I think I didn't even know what that, what I was doing. I guess I was 10. So I was like figure like it was, my eyes were opening before him, mm-hmm. but he was like mean and like, he was like stern and old. So he was a crush by old. I bet he was 27. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was probably like 35. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> that, that comes to mind. Who else is my first crush? Um, it was all like adults. Sure. Or teachers. It was never like another 12 year old. I got no. fucking time for a 12 year old. <laughs> I think even then I was like, I think if I'm going to be gay, it's not for this little fucking twerp. <laughs> it's going to be for like that 40 year old. Um, yeah. It was like a neighbor. Uh-huh. Yeah. History teacher, like teachers. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first reciprocated crush? Oh God. I wouldn't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, what do you mean? That well, they liked me back? Yeah. I mean, not until way later. I didn't come out until I was 18 or 19. So in college. And there was no, there were no like, um, sleepovers where you would, there were sleepovers, but we were so deep in it that there was never a betrayal of like, we are gay to each other. But we, I remember our cast parties our drama cast parties after every play, the iconic cast party, you're picturing it exactly as it was, but we, it was a sleepover cast party, but then at night the girls would all sleep in the main house and then the guys would sleep in the guest house. And then the guys would all sit in a circle and go around and talk about what they've done since the last play. Like who like blew who or like who, who kissed who or they had sex. And it would go in a circle. And then I'm like, we're going to get to fucking me and we're all going to like just be stressed while I like hem and haw and say like nothing or pass. It was so stressful. It was basically only two guys who like clearly had sex all the time that were like, should we do the circle again? Yeah. And then everyone, even the straight kids were like, this sucks. We don't have anything to say. We're just waiting for like Chris and Matt to tell us who they had sex with. <laughs> um, but then we had to do it so often that by my senior year, I, there were a couple of us who would just be like, I'm actually tired. I like, I want to do the circle. Don't get me wrong. I've got so much to share in the circle. God, I fucking fucked since Romeo and Juliet, but I'm actually going to go nap in the corner. And there were three of us that would like nap in the corner and just be friends. And we are all gay now. And yeah. that's so clearly why we were all in the corner, but we never, no one secretly was like, is anything on your mind? Like we never yeah, broached yeah. it. We never talked about it. And I don't think the three of us were even attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. I think if one of us had been attracted to the other, maybe that would have like pushed it. Mm-hmm. But instead we just didn't do anything. And then our freshman year of college, once we were gone and it was too late, we all like AOL instant messaged or messaged each other. Like I'm gay. <laughs> just so many wasted years. So many wasted years. Of course. But yeah. That's part of the Did deal. Did you ever have a straight roommate? as in the other two that you who the hell knows <laughs> i think i always was attracted to i mean the, yeah I, the, I think that's more 
a good example of in general the type of person I was attracted to, which was like a straight person who was nice to me once. You know what I mean? So then I would be like, well, he was really nice when he was really nice when we were watching TV. So I bet you it's him trying to tell me he's gay and I should pursue <laughs> it and not pursue all the other gay people in New York City. Yeah, yeah. So I would do that. Well, but also I got off on the wrong foot because in college, my first boyfriend ever was I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of college and he was like a transfer student and I saw him at the call board and was like he is so fucking hot who is this this is going to be my boyfriend I just can picture it I just think he will be and then found out he was straight and I was like I don't think he's straight but he's he was very like whatever this means quote unquote straight seeming or whatever Mm. and I asked him out which is not like me I was not a very confident in my sexuality but I just asked him out because I just was like I do think this is my boyfriend And he said he was straight. And then I would invite him to hang out on like dinners and like stuff as friends. And then I think he got too stressed by that because he could tell what I was doing. So we just stopped hanging out. And I was like, I guess he's straight. And all my friends have told me he's straight. But I was like, I just think he's not for no reason. No reason at all. And then a year later, um, there was like improv team auditions. And I was in charge of the improv team. And he emailed me and he was like, I heard improv auditions are happening today. Good luck. And I was like, are you auditioning? And he's like, no, 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 just good luck. And I was like, <laughs> that is not to what this is. <laughs> if you're not auditioning and I'm not auditioning, I'm holding the auditions. I don't need luck. <laughs> Here he is. So then I asked him out for dinner again and he had a year and he came out and he was gay. And so we, we dated for five years. Wow. So, but in general, I think, I think I like liked, I think if I really could diagnose it, I probably, when I was really young, liked that he seemed straight because I was very, like, self-hatey. Yeah. And so the fact that I liked that he seemed straight and then he was gay, I think made me a pattern of being, like, I'm attracted to people Mm -hmm. who seem straight. And then Mm -hmm. since he ended up being gay, I was like, they all will end up if I force it. (laughs) If I wait a full year, a calendar year, they will also be gay. And that's not really. So I think that the roommate is, like, a good example of, like, I would just be like, wow, this man was nice. So. Sure. He'll love me eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but even when they don't, it can become a pattern that's like uh, comforting in a weird way. Yeah, like you, yeah. You know, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're not going yeah, to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like – so it's just sort of – it's just a, a pattern that can kind of keep you occupied. Yeah, totally. When you're young and frustrated. Well, and, and when I – I think when I first came out for the first couple of years, I was scared of having full like sex. I was like, oh, we have to do all that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> half wanting to and half being like, wait, what are all the things we do? Um, and I think being in love with straight people, cause there was a roommate esque situation. Um, it was different than in the show, but I think it was a way of being like, I know that we're not going to be able to do all the things because he's straight, but I'm also scared to do all the things. So we'll do that happy middle ground where like, great, I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can just be stunted, but say that I'm in a relationship, even though I'm not. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 20 suck. <laughs> <laughs> but, and five years is a really long time when you're that young. I mean, yeah. That's a lifetime. A that's lifetime. how did it, so. That's through the end of college into real life. Into into real life. Yeah, we moved to New York together. We were together wow. until I was twenty three, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did that end? Um, like in a fine, normal way. I think we just started dating in college and we're kind of like different and I still like care about him. He's like a nice person. We he moved to New York for me or like with me because of me. Um. And then I think we just kind of like grew apart. I don't know. Are you still friends? Yeah. We don't really see each other that often just because of life or busyness. But yeah, if we can see each other, we do. And I think it it was like an amicable thing. It wasn't bad. So no like dramatic bridge burning breakups 
for you? Um, no. I mean, that the, I have that relationship, which was five years, and then this, which is eight years. And then there was, like, five years in between where I would, like, date or whatever, but nothing in, nothing, nothing long enough to be, like, a bridge-burning breakup. Right. Yeah. Uh, Just well, a bunch of, like, five years of business meetings, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Back to OkCupid okay for what I mean. I guess oh, okay boy. Cupid was gone by then. Um <laughs> Oh no, that was the beginning of OKCupid. Okay uh, that was the very beginning. Was I was the, the first one. Peak. I was the first one. Your patient zero. <laughs> and truly. <Okay> Cupid. <laughs> I know. I think OKCupid okay was really winding down even then, or I mean, not quite. But I remember in I made a movie about that time in my life, and m- the my boyfriend is uh, in that movie. And in the movie, there's like a scene where he signs up for OKCupid, okay and we were a tiny little indie movie that couldn't afford anything like music or props or actors or anything mm-hmm. but i was i was like we need to see okay cupid to see him sign up but okay cupid is gonna have to say yes or no and okay cupid was like put us in the movie show us everywhere <laughs> we'll send you t-shirts we'll come to the premiere <laughs> you can put us on the poster so that was like oh is i like i knew meeting my boyfriend on okay cupid wasn't the coolest thing but then i was really like oh boy <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's when the museum live really started to <laughs> sure 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 <laughs> Yeah. The first time I saw you was at the UCB and you were telling a story about a bad date that then made it is in your movie. And the way I remember it, I I remember seeing the movie and going, oh my God, I remember this story like kind of beat by beat. Yeah. Can you tell? I only have so many things. So I was like, I guess I'll put all my seven things into the movie. (laughs) I, the short version of it, you know, I'm going through a really like weird experience where I made this movie about my life, but then I, you change things about it, you know, in a movie to like mm-hmm. make the narrative flow or whatever in a way where you were like, oh, that's based on a real date. I could not picture the date for a second. I only could picture the movie. I like the actual memory of the real date is slipping away right, from right, me because right. I've like codified it into this movie version. But I think what happened was I was on a date I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's true anymore, but I think I was in Sacramento with my mom while my mom was sick Uh with cancer. I moved back there for a while to be with her. And I was like dating at night in Sacramento and trying to like, when she would go to sleep, I'm like, I got to do something. And so I would go on all these dates, like these business meeting dates. And I think I thought we were having dinner, but we weren't having dinner. So I didn't eat and I just was so stressed and nervous and was like drinking a lot. And I was like, are you sure you don't want to order dinner? And he's like, no, I already ate before I came here. So I drank so much. And my mom was so sick at the time that I was just like, I, I was above myself looking down on myself on the date being like, you are being a bad, you are being a comedy drunk on a date. Uh Like you are talking about how your mom's on hospice, like in hospice on this date. So I would be looking down at myself being like, stop doing this. This is bad. And I got so drunk that I was like, I think I... And I was drinking so much that I had to go to the bathroom and I had to pee a lot. And so I kept getting up to pee. And then I got so drunk that I was like, I'm going to throw up at the table right now. I'm so (laughs) drunk. I'm going to barf. But then I was like, you know, when you like pause the scene, I was like, am I, is me barfing on a man going to be part of my story for the rest of my life? No, I'm not going to throw up. That's too outrageous. I'm fine. And then I was like, I can taste it. I'm going to barf. But I was like, I can't go to the bathroom again because I just peed like one second ago. He'll know. So I held it as long as I could. And then I finally was like, I'm so sorry. I don't feel good. And I went to the bathroom, but I pushed it too long. So by the time I 
got up. I didn't get the bathroom door open all the way. I barfed onto the door and then it splashed back onto my face. (laughs) And then I barfed all over my clothes. And then I got into the bathroom and I barfed like movie barfed all over a bathroom. And then I cleaned it up. And he was just sitting out there and didn't notice. But then I had to like discreetly get paper towels and like water and like open the main bathroom door and wipe the front of the bathroom door. And like people eating could see me, but his back was to me. So he never saw it's truly like I I put it in the movie almost for a bit. I was oh, just no. Oh, and, and you can't even and and I I was like <laughs> I was like, but what if he wants to kiss me? Like, which is so dumb because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was no world like I was such a parody of a monster that he he there was no way he was like God. I hope he comes out so I can kiss him. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, what if he smells barf? So I used the like hand soap as toothpaste to like make my breath smell good. <laughs> And so I like got, and then I like went back and sat down, just like smeared myself off. <laughs> and then we did kiss. We did kiss. We did kiss. And was not, he like, hmm. I, it was, it was yeah. mostly just like a, here we are doing it. And it was like a, like it was not a makeout sesh. So uh-huh. I don't think he would have noticed that moment. Oh, God. I wish I remembered God. who he was. It's, this is so self-involved to think, but I've often wondered, like, I wish I could see him again and be like, does it? Did any alarm bell ring or did I pull it off? Did you know? <laughs> Would you have known? He probably doesn't even remember that he like ever met me. <laughs> what was the drink? What is the drink of choice? I think on that date, I think it was only wine, which is a bizarre thing to throw up on. Yeah. Right? Well, on an empty stomach, really, it could be anything. Yeah. Oh, especially if it's God, bad. it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah, it was like cheap Sacramento wine. Oh, yeah. That'll do it to you. <laughs> that Sacramento wine oh, every time. God, oh, I forgot about that. God. Well. Glad we could remind you. But that's what I mean. I'm like, oh, I went on all these dates as if like I was the straight man on these dates. But I bet you I was just fucking awful <laughs> to be around. I know I brought up the fact that my mom was on hospice. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine being on a first date with someone and someone just being like drunk and talking about that? Oh. Yes, I actually can. You can? Yes. You go on some really rough yeah, dates in you your can. 20s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you came through it. Oh, my God. Jesus. I'm embarrassed to bring all this up. My God. Shouldn't be. (laughs) That movie was so personal, so beautiful and so personal that uh, were you ever in a position where you were being asked to change things for like story purposes Mm -hmm. that – I, I I can only imagine that would make me like violently angry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I wasn't. I mean – Thanks for even seeing it. I no, I got very lucky because I worked with producers, uh, Adam Scott and Naomi Scott, who produced the movie, who, I I mean, this was just like the indiest of movies and I, and they knew going into it that it was like a personal thing for me. So I think I made a point of trying to hire producers and work with producers that like liked the movie for what it was and weren't going to try to make it, I don't know, some big commercial thing or like, what if he's straight or something? Um, so no, I never came up against that. It was more like in the writing of it myself, trying to police myself to be like, I want to write something that feels like true to my mom and the experience, but that doesn't feel like a journal entry. Like it still mm-hmm. needs to feel like a movie and you got to change things and you got to, um, so that was the weirdest part writing it being like, well, I don't think we need this scene, which, yeah. which was like a scene that I loved of my mom, but being like, this isn't doing work. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no one was like, we need a set piece moment. <laughs> like, we need a chase <laughs> scene or something. Yeah, my mom's alive. They made me add cancer to it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I was lucky. No one really, like, forced anything on me because I think it was such a small movie that, it, like, no one had big designs of, like, 
we got to make this sell overseas, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I met you was uh, <laughs> things I loved about my mother. Oh Tumblr.com. Oh, that's yeah. not that's oh, yeah. not what it was called. But I, yeah, basically. I think well, it was what? things yeah. I love about my mother. Yeah. Yeah. What Reasons I love my mother. Reasons I love my mother. This is what? Tumblr. on Tumblr. It was a thing that I wrote when my mom was sick. Like I would I wrote like just like a joke every day about something that was like funny about her or like a a dumb thing she had said that day that made me laugh Did like she see while it? I was home. Mm, I don't think she saw it. I think she would have been embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she saw it. But then I used it when I wrote the movie. Right. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Um, also, uh, what you do with Drops of Jupiter in that movie <laughs> oh made God, me yes. laugh and cry <laughs> and nice. get angry. Because that song is ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous song. It's that ridiculous, so but I do love it. It's. <laughs> I feel very strongly about it. Yeah. But I, like, you can't hate it. Yeah. That is also real, too. I mean, when I was, um, yeah, that movie, that song just plays throughout the movie kind of as a joke of like a a terrible song that would be on the radio in Sacramento. Um, and yeah, when I went to go write the movie, I just like made a list of things that I remembered from that time, things that felt like this could be in a movie. And then just like dumb shit that I was like, there's no reason to write this, but let's, let's just write it just to see. And I wrote drops of Jupiter like three times. And I was like, Oh, that's funny that I wrote it. Cause I, I remember one time my dad took me and my sisters to like a park one night to, with a bunch of like printouts. Basically he had gotten information from the doctors that like, it was about done. Like we yeah. were going to move into hospice and this is what you can expect. And here's what happens to a body. And like, here's the, the scary things that you might not real, you know, things like that. And so he took us all out to dinner and we had a dinner and it was kind of like stilted and weird. And there was like, I was like, what is this formal dinner we're doing? Yeah. Then we went and sat in a park and he like went through with us. And then when we drove home, we were all in such a bad mood and I had my own issues with my father at the time. Mm-hmm. And then Drops of Jupiter came on the radio and he started like singing it at the top of his lungs. And I remember yeah. being like, this is hell. This is <laughs> what hell is. Yeah. And then my sister started singing it. And just absentmindedly, this was not a moment for anybody else. But even my sisters joining in, I was like, don't join in on this. This is yeah. annoying. Why does no one else, why is no one else looking <laughs> down on this and noticing how annoying this, I don't know. So it was just a song that I remember with that time yeah. being terrible. Yeah. But it's no fault of the songs. No, it's really, but it, it ends up becoming really beautiful. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I didn't know that that is what the song is about. Did oh, I didn't you know either. that. I felt bad. I didn't know. Oh. And people asked me that. I'm like, my answer should be like, of course. And that's why I used it. Yeah. But the lead singer's um, mother died and um, oh. he wrote that about her. Huh. So I, that is a weird connection that I wish I could say that I knew going into it, but it's not. Huh. But I think it's part of why he gave us permission to use it in the song because okay. it was like nice at the end. Yeah. It wasn't just like making fun of it. Yeah. I do like it. I do yeah. like it. <laughs> I, I, I like it now. Yeah. <laughs> How are things with your father now? Oh, good. Yeah. 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 In general. Yeah. With my family, it's good. What was it's it been like almost to- 10 years. It'll be 10 years in September. Yeah. Oh. It's a long time. Yeah. What yeah. was it like for him seeing the movie? I didn't see it with him. So I don't really know. I think it was, I, I kind of like updated him throughout you know, like I, we weren't the closest, but, um, I, A, didn't want to spring it on him and B, also didn't want to, and didn't see the movie as like an attack on him. Like he's a monster. It was more just, I don't know. So I kind of told him, I was like, oh, I wrote this movie. Um, I'm sure nothing will come of it. But then once producers got on board and actors started signing up and then Bradley Whitford was going to play him. I was like, I guess I got to tell him, I think this might actually happen. Um, and then he was a huge fan of the West wing and Bradley Whitford. So that helped. And then he read the script and he was able to understand. And I think because I didn't portray him as like, 
I'm some hero and he was some villain. It was a little hopefully more complicated than that. I think it was like hard for him to read and see, but he understood. It didn't feel like I was like up there just crucifying him being like, everyone look at this guy. Um, So I don't know. I never like sat and watched it with him, but he sent me like a very nice, lovely email afterwards being like, this was hard to watch, but I get it. And you did. He was mostly complimentary about um, Molly Shannon and being like, God, she was so much like your mom. Did she like watch home videos or what did she, he was very like surprised by how much he saw um, his wife and her. Yeah. Also that it was a kind of a good, uh, uh, another lesson is I was so worried about how he was going to feel about my portrayal of him and didn't really give much thought to the fact that he'd be watching his dead wife on screen. If that makes sense. Like, which is (laughs) kind of what happens in the movie that I was so worried about my own self that I didn't stop and think about like how he would experience it being like, Oh, his wife died and here's a woman like dancing with the person playing him and they yeah. have these scenes together and he's he lost someone too so i think any stresses he had about our relationship were superseded by the fact that he was like um he liked the portrayal of of my mom so that helped i think yeah, yeah. it's and such a beautiful performance it's so she's so good she's so good she's so the good best. And very similar role in uh in the other two that she plays <laughs> very <So>. similar very <laughs> Whole other type of problem. I mean, she's just the best. <laughs> she's she's so good. She's great. She's very um, the best way I can describe her. She never feels like she's acting or something. Mm, yeah. You know when she you know sometimes with an, when an actor does like a dramatic moment where they're like aware that this is their scene. Uh-huh. Even as good as they are, you can tell they're like very excited to be in this dramatic scene. She just feels like a regular person just talking. Yeah. She mm-hmm. just feels like just dropped in and normal, and I love her. Did you receive any pushback from the insta-gay community? Oh, yeah. oh God. One? This is still about the movie, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, if I, I, I then I, maybe maybe there is, and I don't know about it, but not just, to me directly. It's so shady. And, yeah, and it's, like, it's on some shady some other Twitter I don't know about. <laughs> no, everyone was, I think, pretty nice about it. Also yeah. because we didn't, um, kind of like the Justin Thoreau thing, we weren't setting out to like get someone. Yeah. We only really parodied things we genuinely liked. Like we genuinely love um, Justin Thoreau and the leftovers or like anytime you mention the real housewives, it's cause we watched the show and like we had Tinsley on for a second and we mm-hmm. were like thrilled to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the instigates too, it's we all, and our whole writer's room was women or gay men. And so we all just follow all of them and know all of the, the their whole life story. So it was more just fun for us. Uh-huh. And because we made a conscious decision not to have them be mean. Yeah. And at the end, they're not wrong. Like they're nothing but nice to Drew Tarver's character right. and Drew is using them. So we like that. We hope that we could like make fun of them a little bit, but still paint them as like nice Fury people who are infuriating because their life is so easy. Uh-huh. Why is it easy? You know? Um, but I think it went over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone ever said I am gagging for you faggot to you? Mm, not that exact line, but that is based on someone, but not that exact line. I think Jordan Firstman is the one who, who said gagging for you faggot, uh-huh. um, which was the, just the perfect crystallization so of that good. type of person. Um, but no, no one's ever said that, <laughs> but basically, yeah. I mean, has anyone, I mean, oh, that ever said that exists. to you? Yeah. Mm, Truly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, that still exists. I mean, a little bit less now. A little bit less now, yeah. Yeah. I went in for, um, it, there was going to be a talk show with Tori Spelling and a gay guy, right? That's mm-hmm. all they it's knew. It's going to be like Regis and Kelly, <laughs> but 
Tori and a gay guy because uh-huh. she loves her gays. So that was an actual thing that someone wow. said to me. And I took the meeting not with Tori but with like the development people and they there were a lot of, who's your dream fuck? It's oh a real God. question. Um, like what do you what do you and your girlfriends talk about? Just like really <laughs> yeah. like – Things that were, I, it was, that made me. That's so, what do you snap. do in that situation? Cause I, and then you're, you're like feeling the pressure to be like, oh, I need to perform a level of gayness yeah. that they clearly want. Yeah. Out of me here. I put my foot down. Right. Quickly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I, you know, I'm not who you're looking for yeah, that's at so all. Strange. Who did they, who's uh, <laughs> it ended up being Jeff Lewis and then oh, it didn't okay. go. Uh, okay. But I was like, I am not your guy. And also this is kind of insulting. Yeah. But also, who is your dream fuck, David? Yeah, but uh, I will I'll say, I, mean, I guess honestly, I want to know. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about, yeah, in this room, I'll talk yeah, about it all day long. It's a fair question in the right context. It is, it is, but it's a little presumptuous, you know, at, at yeah. ABC daytime in Burbank, <sighs> you know? Um, and I think at this point, James Vanderbeek. Is that true? Maybe Russell Tovey, if we're being, if we're mm-hmm. being, you know, yeah, yeah, achievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What about for you? Yeah. Mm. Steve Gold from Million Dollar Listing New York. Oh. You know who that is? I don't. I can't wait to watch you see him in front of me. <laughs> okay. Steve Steve Gold? <laughs> oh, my God. What if he hears this? I can't have him, like, pursuing Steve me. Gold. Gold. Steve Gold. Five things to know. Okay. We'll just go to Instagram. Well, what? I'm going to, like, Google Images. Yeah, I'm going to Google Images. Steve Gold. You won't be disappointed, oh, I don't yeah. think. Oh, yeah. No, he's yeah. very handsome. Which very one are you looking handsome. at? I want to make sure you're looking at a good enough one. Okay. What We're getting the whole pic. Oh, yeah. How did neither of you know who this is? Yeah. 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 It's really good when it moves too. Like if you watch the actual show, okay. mm-hmm. it moves well. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I tr- Instagram. I'm not really like a, uh, I, I guess I don't get like this. I don't even know what I mean by this, but I had mentioned him to my friend, Sarah, while we were shooting the other two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the hottest guy I've ever seen. I was watching million dollar listing New York. And I was like, this guy is just an impossibly like handsome man. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about it on the streets of New York, he walked past us and I, made like an i couldn't even <laughs> i truly felt like i was seven years old i i know everything about him wow i didn't know he was alive a year ago and now and now he's everything he just had a baby yeah oh he's got Do a baby you... they grow so fast hard to believe this was talking to rose and I just a few short weeks ago <laughs> i love her so much heart emoji yeah do you and your boyfriend openly talk about would you have this conversation if he was in the room oh yeah 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 and that's fine I don't, I don't think he's worried. <laughs> I think he's worried I'm going to leave him for Steve Gold. <laughs> for a straight uh, guy on TV. He's straight, right? Yeah. Okay. Man, yeah. I don't think we've ever gotten to the bottom of yours. What? So to speak. Dream fuck. Wait, Russell Tovey, he said. Did no, you, you said Russell Tovey. I said Tovey. Russell Tovey. I have Wait, two. who did you say? He hasn't said I didn't yet. say. Whoa, I really just mapped what I don't, you said onto him? Yep. What? Because I was I, looking I was also at talking you. about years and years. Got it, got so it, got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Russell Tovey and I used to go to the same dog park. Oh, yeah. Really? No story there. Okay. I just Did you ever make heard contact? the name and felt like saying it. <laughs> 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 That's all. <laughs> no, I don't want to have one. I, I, I have a weird resistance to like lusting after men in any way. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I don't at all. There's no. something about like uh, the 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 men that I would tend to lust after that I resent them and I don't want yeah. to pile on. I don't want to give them you don't that want to power. Give- <laughs> yeah. Okay, which the you know yeah. they have the power regardless of what I say. Probably Nick Jonas. Okay. Really? I guess Nick Jonas. Interesting. Okay. 
That was a long, that was a long preamble know, to like the inevitable Nick yeah. Jonas. As you were, as you were giving that monologue, I was like, "It's Nick Jonas." Is that what he says? You don't want to give Nick Jonas this. Save your breath and just skip to it. Like Nick has so much, and now we're gonna give him this. Because right. it changes everything. He's so when short, which is fine. That yeah, short. that's actually I'm not. That's a downside. Because I do think he is attractive, and then I saw him in person at SNL, and it kind of went away. Because he was, but so not short. in a real. <laughs> that's a, I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. I was just translate. like, oh, it doesn't translate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. he needs the camera like right up close. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, God, what else can we ask? I just God, want to keep you here for hot? two hours. What other dream clubs? Yeah, Act hot. Three. The next in, hour of the show is lit- just the who's hot hour. In that scenario that Dave was laying out, uh-huh. where he, the Tory thing, I've, have you been in a similar situation where you? You were expected to gay it up in a way that didn't. Come We've naturally. actually talked about that a lot in the room. We're actually, I think, writing stuff about that. Like the, we talked about that. Um, well, we talked about that in that I feel like it has switched sometimes, or I've ex- we've experienced. It used to be like they want you to be straighter, and now it's like people are so pro-gay that they want like capital G gay for what they think that means, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of like just be yourself, and like be yourself is code for like, can you please perform gay for me? Uh-huh. Um, no, but I had the opposite experience, which we put into the other two, which was um, I went in for a commercial. I've gone on like eight auditions in my entire life. Like occasionally my agent will be like, just go in for this one. And I'm, then I get there I'm like, why this one? Why 17 months later am I doing this? Like, I'm, I'm not asking you for auditions. I wonder why I'm here. It was for a, this was truly 12 years ago. It was for a fertilizer commercial. And I had to go in and say no lines. I just had to mime laying fertilizer. Uh That's all I had to do. I just like mime doing it. And then I did it and they were like, we love that. Okay, so we love that. Let's just try it again. So I think this is sort of like a suburban guy and he's sort of like, you know, wife and kids. And and I was basically, they were saying be straighter oh as God. you pantomime laying fertilizer, but they couldn't <laughs> say that for like legal reasons. Sure. So then I just did it again and just kind of was like, oh, oh, oh. and I just like <laughs> cleared my throat and like coughed a little as I laid it and then I didn't get it. <laughs> that's the only thing I can I've never like been in a position to be like will you please gay it up or turn it down really because I don't really audition that much yeah. but does this happen a, do you get this a lot I don't audition anymore no me neither but I but I feel like I but in I don't know even in social situations uh-huh. I I feel like I will usually try to give the person what they want yeah and I don't really realize until after I've walked away and you feel exhausted what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean almost like, what is it like code switch? Like basically just like like dialing it up or down because you're like, this is what this person wants from me. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't think of if I've done that recently, but I do know what you mean. Where imperceptibly at the end of the night, you'll be like, ew, what, what was Mm -hmm. I doing? What was this little (laughs) pageant I was putting on? (laughs) It was like performing a version of myself. I, I had the opposite thing doing the uh, live. Uh, I don't think so, honey. Oh in yeah, yeah, Montreal yeah. Last yeah. year, where it was it was an all divas. I don't <laughs> think so, honey. And I was like, 
I don't, I don't know whether I have this. Wait, I I know I did this too. Did you? I only did it on their podcast. Yeah. But even that, I was like, am I not saying I don't think so, honey, fun and gay enough? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm worried that I'm saying it too straight. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and it's, it's weird. And it's but like, on I stage don't, as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. On stage, diva related. Uh, yeah. At an outdoor theater. Yeah, so, so it's like, really, if anyone's reacting, yeah. I have no idea because I can't hear it. Um. Yeah, and I, I don't know what like as it was going on, I was like, I know that I am not that I am not the person for this job at all. <laughs> but I don't know whether it's because I have that in me and uh. I have tried to tamp it down my entire life. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or I just don't. Or you just don't, yeah. I don't That's know. exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. The, that whole experience was <laughs> such a night because we were going to just for laughs. Yes. Uh-huh. And I don't know, I didn't even tell that whatever. Dave, there was an, there were a lot of email chains. And then there was one with like from like our reps that was like, I they didn't know I was in the, whatever. They asked Dave to do that show, and Dave kindly was like, yes, but you have to. Matt has uh-huh. to come. I'll do it if Matt does yeah. it, basically, which was very nice. And then they they kindly were like, yeah, sure, great. And so then I'm I'm seeing all of this in the email chain, uh-huh. and I'm like, guys, no, I don't want to do it. I can't. <laughs> no, no, no. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> and so then. It becomes like, well, now I'm declining. I'm passing on something that like they clearly didn't even want me to do in the beginning. <laughs> and then I had to, but I, they also like, we're all there seeing each other. They yeah. know that I, I've, I've said I'm unavailable. So then I had to pretend that I was, I was going to come see the show, but I had to pretend that I had to go do some <laughs> sort of quick obligation and then come back. Or Is that what that was? There was so much happening. I feel like you've just described every other night of my life. <laughs> it was truly hell. Some, some like jungle gym of problems yeah, yeah. I've created for myself <laughs> that no one else is tracking. Yeah. That no one else that you're, cause right now I'm sure like these people must still associate that with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. No 100%. one remembers. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> also walking there, I, uh, all I wanted was for it to be canceled. Like oh, I yeah. enjoy that show, yeah, but yeah. It, just the idea of it stressed me out more than anything has ever stressed yeah. me in my life. So we're walking there from having dinner and a massive storm cloud appears. Oh. And I'm like, this is fuck. This is it. Mm-hmm. The show is fucking canceled. Thank God. Prayers. <laughs> God is real. And, uh, cause the thing was outside and five minutes before the show is about to start, uh. just a torrential downpour. Right. And like people running for, you know, for covers, like there's people in wheelchairs trying to get away. <laughs> I go to the green room. It's caved in from rain. I was like, this is perfect. It's yeah. all over. Adirondack chairs blowing in the wind. Uh-huh. It lasts for two seconds. Like the storm cloud goes away and the show <laughs> starts and like more people came. Uh. It was uh, it was an absolute it was a great crowd. It and was a really did good great. Crowd. And <laughs> no, by the way, not. we should to be clear. Like, I think I speak for both of us. We love them and love oh, that show. Of course, it was I, it was not about that at all. I it was hate like, them and I hate that show. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> we're all on the record you know, with our true I, feelings. I love what they're doing and I love Las Culturistas and 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 all that. But it just yeah, it's, I just knew I couldn't deliver and I was intimidated and it was just like I I'll never give them what they want. I, I just want to watch. That's right. all it was. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. should. I wish I'd had that self knowledge. But, but it, the, it just, also the good thing is, I mean, the good and the bad thing is that was all on you because they are also like so lovely that there's no because there are some people that would give off the vibe of like they're judging me or i didn't i didn't do this well enough for them but they're Mm -hmm. like so lovely that they're they're not thinking about it for a second but yeah yeah, it is 
it's a stressful yeah. minute that you know is looming. Yeah. And then after and then after the show and seeing Dave and everything, I was like, oh, I should have done it. That looked fun. <laughs> okay. Well, you would have <laughs> fucking really done well. <laughs> it, it, the, the loudest thing in my head was my own voice saying, like, the skills that have gotten you to to this point yeah. cannot help you anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is these are new kids with so a new funny. set of skills. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're just going to have to fucking make it work. And yeah. you did make it work. Yeah. I don't know that that's true. But. Chris Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. What a joy. Thank you for doing this. this This is cool.